boxers, trainers, fight fans, pencil pushers, and the Canelo Army. Welcome to another episode of the No Decision Podcast with Wes Ibarra and Jared Joy Villapando. Joy, we got a five-rounder, or four-rounder, I'm sorry, tonight. You ready to make these rounds with me? Let's go. All right, round one. We're going to cover the fight that took place last night. Canelo Alvarez versus Avni Yildirim for the unified middleweight titles of the world. Took place in Miami over the zone. Canelo, an overwhelming favorite. Hmm. Going into the fight at 54, 1, and 2, while Yildirim was 21, 2, and 0. But it looked like, despite all the fireworks and all the ring walks and whatnot, (laughs) this looked like a waste of everyone's time. God damn it. (laughs) Holy shit. Canelo was literally having target practice out there. He looked good. And it resulted in a round three TKO. Hmm. And you could tell in between his round three and four that Yildirim was crushed. He didn't even want to look Joel Diaz in the eye. Yeah. When Joel Diaz was yapping at him for wanting to stop the fight. And of course, because of that fight, it does not change how, how I feel of Joel Diaz as a trainer. But that's besides the point. Canelo goes to 55-1-2. and Yildirim falls to 21-3-0. and So, Joy, what the hell did you think of that shit show last night? Congrats <laughs> to Canelo, by the way, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Con- congratulations to uh, Canelo Alvarez. Um, yeah, uh, I agree, Wes. It, it, it was pretty much practice, target practice for Canelo Alvarez. Um it's funny because Rio de Rim uh, said that, you know, his game plan was to pretty much make sure that Canelo, you know, doesn't go off um, by pretty much attacking him, being aggressive. That didn't really happen. Um, pretty sure, you know, he tasted Canelo's power, um, his speed, and, you know, his, his ring ability, his ring generalship. Um, but, yeah, uh, Canelo was just way too good. He was just way too... He was, like, three steps ahead of Yildirim, uh, pretty much all phases of the fight. All three phases of the fight. Um, But, yeah. uh, I mean, you know, we've spoken about this, Wes. uh, Mandatory fights aren't always going to be the the most attractive, especially, you know, when, when, you know, he was pretty much fighting a guy who lost. Uh, his last fight so so yeah um uh, maybe this goes back to his uh his quote saying that you know there should only be one champion per weight class i mean maybe right maybe but then again of course in other weight classes it's so diverse that you can make a case but of course when it comes to uniformity right in the championship divisions hell yeah i think there should only be one champion <laughs> and shoot if super middleweight had a champion like a single champion it'll be canelo alvarez no doubt about it absolutely unless caleb plant can do something crazy or billy joe and, saunders or billy joe saunders and do and do it right right yeah but god damn this was a waste of time <laughs> 
I've never been so pissed off at a star fight than Mayweather Ortiz. It, well, okay? uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Wes, but this was the first fight that they allowed fans in, right? In uh, it was 15% okay, from yeah, what, yeah. I think, what I remember. But Hard Rock is a very big stadium. It's a football stadium right. for those that don't know uh, NFL. So you could fit maybe 60,000 on a good day. Right. And, and of course, Florida. Florida's Florida. <laughs> but, I mean, Jesus Christ. Like I said, that, that was a, like I said, that was, it's very rare to get mad at a star fight, but God, I've never seen more trash than, like I said, uh, Ortiz versus Mayweather or even Pacquiao Claudi. Well, yeah, it, it was it was severely um, outmatched, right? Um, so Yildirim was severely outmatched by Canelo. Just experience, pretty much everything, like power, speed, um, and yeah, uh, we 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 saw this coming, Wes. We we were quite disappointed to hear that he was the mandatory fighter. But um, you know, but I mean, you know, props. You know, uh, Yildirim, he he stood there as long as he could, uh, three rounds. So. I mean, at least he, he made it out of the bell. Not like, um, who was the guy that knocked out, got knocked out by Canelo in three rounds? I forgot his name. Rocky Fielding. Was it, was it Fielding? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it was more recent. Jacobs, Daniel Jacobs. Oh, Daniel Jacobs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, it, it's, it's actually a joy to be honest with you. I was taking more interest in the Moji show. So basically that whole concert that was basically Canelo's walkout. Right, right. I was going to take, not a bet per se, but a prediction that the dude on the BMX bike was going to make gonna, a mistake. Gonna... <laughs> and guess what he did? He did. <laughs> so that was probably the most entertaining thing of the fight. There should have there been an over-under on that. Exactly, right. exactly, and my gosh, when I heard everyone say, "Oh," I was like, and I saw the dude down on the ground. I was like, "Oh boy." Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nonetheless, Canelo is still a champ. Not a surprise there. Mm -hmm. But we got some breaking news, Joy. Yep. It was announced this morning, our time, here in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, so about eight in the morning that Canelo and Billy Joe Saunders is confirmed for May 8th. All right. And this is this is so, a mandatory, right? I think it's just part of the contract, really. Oh, okay. Okay. I can't say for sure that it's a mandatory. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like there there had to be some reason why Canelo signed a two-fight deal with Matchroom, right? Right. And as far as we know, Billy Joe Saunders is more game than Avni Yildirim. I mean, yes, uh, absolutely. So uh, I did watch um, Bill Joel Saunders' um, previous fight, and he will stand there with you if you like. If you want to go toe to toe with him in the middle of the ring, he he will do it. But yeah, it, it's exciting, right? So if it is a mandatory fight, then this is one of those examples of yes, we want a mandatory fight like these, right? Champions versus champions. Absolutely. And it's on May 8th, once again, over the zone. We don't know where the location will be, but now it's going to be a second fight of Canelo's 
tenure with Matchroom. Right. This time it's good. It should be better. <laughs> but, of course, we don't know until they get in the ring. Right. Absolutely. All right, going into round two now. Speaking of WBC, mm. Canelo is a WBC champ at 168. There happened to be a title eliminator that took place on the same night. Mm. Anthony Durrell and Kyron Davis going into the fight. Anthony Durrell was 33-2-1. Davis, 15-2-0. This took place in L.A. over Fox. PBC on Fox. Everybody's favorite free boxing program. <laughs> It was a pretty back and forth fight. It was not gonna lie. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, It looked good. Anthony Durrell has a very interesting story. Kyron Davis has an interesting story too. Not to mention, Kyron Davis looked like he was wearing a UFC uniform in the ring. (laughs) And Anthony Durrell was honoring Kobe Bryant, the late Kobe Bryant. Right. Well, a lot of back and forth rounds. The PBC uh, judge had uh, had his unofficial scorecard with. Darrell winning the fight 116 112. Hmm. But we had a 115 113 Chiron Davis, a 115 113 Anthony Darrell, and a 114 114. So this bout is a draw. Hmm. So, Joy, what did you think about that fight? It was, a, like you said, Wes, uh, it was a pretty good fight. Um, I remember you asking me a couple uh, podcasts ago if, you know, Anthony Darrell should. Um, pretty much be taken seriously um and i'm not gonna lie like he he impressed me he looked a lot faster than davis and anthony durrell is is quite old right he's like 37 38 right and so yeah yeah yeah, he he was a lot now of course um he he looked pretty good as well because the last fight that durrell has fought was in september of 2019 which is quite a while. Um, but, yeah, uh, he looked fast. Um, he was he was getting hit as well. He was getting hit pretty cleanly. He was hitting cleanly. And uh, he has some pretty nice combos. Um, he's pretty fast. So, yeah, I'm, overall, I actually, I'm actually quite impressed of, uh, of uh, Darrell. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I, thought it was a, I thought it was a good fight. Davis, Davis can also... He can he can stand there with with the best of them, but man, like I don't know I don't know about you, Wes. Were you um were you kind of frustrated that Davis wasn't attacking the body? He was more centered around headshots, and I felt like it, it hurt his game. It was head hunting, and it didn't really help much to his volume. Right. Right. Because he was punching all over the place. It looked like the guy was not going to run out of energy. <laughs> right, right. But at the same time, he was getting blocked and parried a lot. Exactly. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would say, why didn't he try going to the body? Right. Or, but then again, Anthony Durrell is a very good counter puncher. So I'm right. sure he knew that if he put his head down, uh, Durrell could reach. Right. So I'm sure. I'm sure game plans were set, but of course in boxing, when does a game plan ever really, really fully blossom, right? right. Unless your name is Floyd. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, I-, I just felt like he was headhunting too much. 
Um, you know, it, it, especially, you know, if you're going up against a guy who's a lot older, if you are able to attack the body, you could take out his legs um, quite quickly. Um, Davis was quite young. I believe he's 24, 25. So, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, you know, this, you know, styles make fights and Davis's style fit pretty well to um, Darrell's. Right, it, it made for a pretty good fight. It made for a back and forth fight. Um, but I agree with you, Wes. Uh, I don't know if you said this, but uh, I thought Darrell actually stole it uh, with a couple of rounds to his uh, to his side. Um, at one point, he was actually outlanding Davis. I think it was eighty to sixty-three by round seven. Oh yeah. So oh yeah, it yeah. was it was he, he was outlanding, and the unofficial score for PBC had. Darrell ahead. Mm. I thought Darrell won the fight too. Mm. And now that you now that you pretty much were one finding an answer for me. But well, it is what it is. It's a draw. Right. And it looks like from revisiting a previous podcast, Joy, Darrell actually looks like he was closer to the sweepstakes than we thought. Yeah, absolutely. But like I said, this was this was a title eliminator. The other eliminator being Benavides, so there would have been basically like a playoff matchup between him or Davis or Benavides and his opponent, right. and then eventually Caleb Plant, right. and then eventually Canelo Alvarez, right? Right. And so, dang man, that, for me that sucks. Yeah, Cause, yeah, because it, it was just right. It's it's actually closer than we thought it would be for <laughs> Darrell to right. be in the Canelo sweepstakes. Right, yeah, absolutely. And now he's kind of at a standstill, right? Um, now it seems as though, like, I don't know if there's going to be a rematch, but it definitely didn't, you know, improve his chances of getting into that sweepstakes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's sad or it's it's tough, but, man, you know, uh, draw, come on. Uh, but, yeah. It, and that hurts your winning percentage. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Let's, let's, let's not forget that. That hurts your winning percentage. So, with that being said, Darrell goes to 33-2-2 while Davis gets his first draw. So, his record now stands at 15-2-1. So, a lot of implications in that fight. And, you know, man, I hope I hope Darrell can find another opportunity back into the sweepstakes. Same with Kyron Davis, actually. Right, yeah. Absolutely. He shows that he's game. I'm interested to see how Benavidez does on the other side and plant wants to do to proceed but with that being said we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll talk about clarissa shields and the summer showdown between tiafima lopez and george cambosos all right welcome back trainers fighters fans pencil pushers canelo army like i said we're going to continue this segment with clarissa shields and tiafima lopez but let's start with our ladies shall we Clarissa Shields, 10-0-0, will have a bout on March 5th. So not too long from now. That's about... That, that's this week, actually. That's <laughs> yeah. this week. It is a pay-per-view fight against Marie-Yves Dequier from Canada. 17-0-0 as well. And that fight is taking place in Flint, Michigan. Okay. I see you, Flint, Michigan. So, Joy... What is your reaction to Clarissa Shields having this big-time pay-per-view fight on a weekday Ooh. in Flint, Michigan for the titles? 
in her weight class, and I believe she's in the middleweight division for women's. Yeah, uh, I believe it's for the WBC, IBF, WBO, and WBA. It's just not the ring for some reason. So, man, like uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I've actually been following Clarissa, Clarissa, uh, Clarissa Shields for uh, quite a while now. Um, as you guys know, she's actually the the first ever two-time golden or yeah Olympic golden winner. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, she's she she's pretty good, right? The quote. Uh, but yeah, like uh, her last three fights, unanimous decisions, and I actually I will be honest, I haven't really heard of Marie Eve the Care. Um, um, but yeah, so undefeated as well. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, I do think that. Um, it is quite strange that it's going to be on a weekday, uh, a Friday, I believe. So, yeah, it, yeah. I mean, that just goes to show, right? We, we need to have um, women boxers go into pay-per-view, but let's just have them, you know, in, in Saturday, unless there's something happening on Saturday that I don't know of. Sure, and, you know, I think it's... Really interesting because Clarissa Shields has been doing a lot. Right. Not just boxing. She's actually been trying to get into MMA. Hmm. So Holly Holmes. People are people are wondering where where she's trying to go with that and where her mindset is going into this fight because she spent most of her training doing MMA. Right. She's been hanging out a lot with John Jones. Right. So I'm excited to see it. Yeah, yeah. I, I will watch that fight, albeit on a Friday. And it is pay per view, so it's like that's you never really see that. But yeah, hey, but... someone's O has got to go. <laughs> well, uh, right? yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, like fun fact, uh, I remember Clarissa Shields. She was due to be the first woman boxer ever to be in the cover of Ring magazine, which is pretty much the most prestigious magazine for boxing and she was beaten by uh i forgot i forgot who it was but she was an mma fighter darn it uh i forgot who it was um but yeah uh, like this was during the time where she pretty much won her second uh gold medal uh which like i said you know no other american men or women has ever been able to do and so this kind of put a lot of uh, uh like a bad taste in boxers and boxing fans you know mouths and like you know I, I remember that being the story that that was the biggest story that kind of introduced me to clarissa shields sure sure two-time gold medalist and yeah it, it's really remarkable to, to see what she's done in the sport at both the amateur and pro level and what she's actually trying to do in the fight game in general. Right. So, yeah. Joy, what are your predictions? It is fight week, technically. What is your prediction for this fight between Shields and Decare? I think that Shields will win it by unanimous decision. I think she is quite... I mean, she reminds me a lot about uh, Terrence Bud Crawford. She's pretty much the bud 
of uh, women's boxing. She she's almost she's pretty much complete. Um, she has a pretty good defense, um, and she yeah she she's so smart. Uh, she's so smart when she's into the ring. She she'll pretty much utilize like her jab right. She's she's I mean not a lot of guy men fighters utilize her jab pretty well, but. Yeah, I just think that she's Clarissa Shields is a little bit more of a complete fighter. Um, but then again, I say that, but I haven't really seen or heard much of a uh, Marie Eve to care. Uh, I just pretty much have the record of her, you know, last uh, opponents, which I mean, she, she's she's pretty experienced. If she's she's fighting, you know, women that are that have more fights in total for the care so yeah I, I do think that um shields is gonna is gonna win by unanimous decision for sure i think she'll win by unanimous decision as well hmm. especially with all the trash talk that she does you gotta back it up girl <laughs> i don't care i mean what people think of you yeah the last thing you want to do is do all of that and say she's this and she's that and not come back with the belts so I'm I'm rooting for you to bring those home, especially right. here in American soil. Nothing against Canada. I love Canada, but Clarissa Shields is a treasure right now, national treasure. Absolutely. Now, with that being said, Joy, let's hope that it falls or not falls through, but goes through. So again, Shields versus DeCare, Flint, Michigan, pay per view on March fifth, this Friday. So mark your calendars, folks. But I want to ask one more thing before we go into our next round. Yes. So, Joy, is Clarissa Shields really the quote, as she calls herself, the greatest woman of all time? And this can be a this can be very very subjective, right? All right. Now, does she mean quote as in in boxing? In boxing, I think so. Right. But is she the quote like in all women's sports? That I'm gonna have to be a little bit more weary of but i want to get your two cents first i mean i i think she's referring to you know in boxing um you know obviously there's there's been a lot of great women boxers Leila ali and wolf um but katie taylor katie taylor holly holm holly holm i mean i mean would you argue that she's probably going through like a holly holm uh kind of road roadmap you know so it looks very, like it right it looks like it. And, you know, obviously you can't deny the popularity that MMA has at the very moment. But um, but she is she is up there, right? She she's pretty much I mean, yeah, it, it's kind of sad that uh, she is. It seems that she it seems as though she's more focusing on MMA. She she seems like she wants to get into MMA. But yeah, uh, I mean, just on her accomplishments alone, um, I believe she is also she also is one of the only champions that holds um, a belt in four divisions. That you know currently, um, so I mean again, and she also has the most world championships in the least fights in boxing for women. So man, I mean you could just keep listing on the accolades that she's already received. Uh, on top of the two gold medals that she's achieved so 
it's really hard to argue that she's not the GOAT, right? Oh, 100%. Like I said, if this were just about strictly boxing, right? Like what I just said seconds ago, or minutes ago now. Yeah, Clarissa Shields, in my opinion, is the greatest woman of all time for boxing. Right. The only thing that we just are pissed off about is we don't get a chance to watch her. Yeah. As often as we should. Right. Why hasn't she been put on a, a Canelo card or a Floyd card or a right. Spence or Crawford or Pacquiao card? That's what I'm saying, right? right? Uh, unless there was something that was happening on Saturday, how come it wasn't on Friday? I mean, how come it's on Friday? Like Michaela Mayer. Mm-hmm. Michaela Mayer. Michaela Mayer made the <laughs> Naoya Inoue card. Right. I mean, and how how come she gets to be on a national spotlight on national TV, yeah. but we don't see Clarissa Shields, and this is no, this is no nothing against Michaela Mayer. Michaela Mayer is probably the next best thing out of the U.S. for women's boxing, and oh my God, I, I'm gonna go on record saying that I kind of have a crush on Michaela Mayer, <laughs> but that's besides the point. Marquette King, former punter, awesome guy. Don't get mad at me. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I want to see more women's boxing because right. that that's a, that needs to be shown. That's they're good, right? Exactly, they're all of them, especially Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields and all the all the elites, all the champs. We even got to see Hyunmi Choi, who was on the undercard for Triple G. Yeah, absolutely. And tri- and Hyunmi Choi, I think, is like today's brawler she'll eat so many shots but give so many right back and her story is great too right. so networks promotions god damn it put them on the card right. why can't you or why does ufc have no trouble doing that but you all do i don't understand right yeah absolutely i mean yeah i mean that's the thing right like mma is kind of just paving this the way for like women fighters uh in a way that like we haven't really kind of broken through in boxing right i mean what's like be honest like how many layla ali fights have you seen zero exactly you know and, and that's the thing right like just because you know she oh man like it, it, it's so yeah it, it boxing has a lot of politics Right and 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 that's the thing. It, it's sad, but we're kind of missing out on this great opportunity to watch a great talent in Clarissa Shields. But also, I mean, Marie Eve Declare, right? If, if if we were able to to watch her a little bit more, maybe we would have this. I would have an idea of how important this fight is, you know. But man, like. Man, it's crazy. It's crazy. And on that note, everybody that showed up tonight, I want to get your thoughts on it. Is Clarissa Shields the GOAT in your eyes? And for extra credit, where does she stack up against other elite female athletes? So you can put her up against Osaka and Serena and Cheryl Swoops, amongst other sports. Feel free. Or Megan Rapinoe, Abby Wambach, Nia Hamm. You know, I would love to have that conversation with you all. 
And I would like to know what you all think of this upcoming fight for Clarissa Shields, how she's going to fare against Marie-Yves DeCare. And if you're willing to, if you got nothing to do on Friday night, you got something to do now. Watch that fight. Watch greatness. But but that ends round four. Let's go to round five. Let's touch it up. It's our last round. Mm. Or round four, I mean. It's round four. We just had round three. Now we're going to round four. Let's touch it up. It's our last one. We got a summer showdown, Joy. In the lightweight division, we got Tia Fimo and Cambosos. George Cambosos. Greek man out of Australia. Yep. And the crazy thing is that Triller has got the bid. I think Triller won it for $6.05 million for the rights to the fight. So it looks like Triller is going to broadcast it and do the promotions for both Tiafimo and George to market the fight to the public. Right. And it makes me wonder, Joy, uh, what the hell happened to Top Rank? <laughs> it's funny uh, It's funny you ask that, Wes. Um, I remember, I think uh, Tiafimo just actually released a video, uh, kind of, I think this morning or today, saying, you know, like, it, it breaks his heart that, you know, Top Rank kind of, I don't know, they were just pretty much standing around uh, standing still um, because you know top rank has been a pretty a pretty important player in Teofimo's career right and so yeah uh, you know like you said Wes um, Bob Arum is only gonna look for the fighters that are gonna make him the most money and, and maybe perhaps Teofimo isn't just isn't that star attraction or perhaps you know Bob Arum, you know, even with this pandemic, he, he still can't, you know, really allow a lot of fans or he just doesn't see the, the profit in, 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 in Teofimo, which, which is kind of sad because I think Teofimo is electric. I think he's, you know, just by the character, his character, the way he fights. And I don't know if you guys have heard of George Cambosos, but they're, two totally I mean man I can't even imagine the pre-fights and the post-fight interviews uh, between these two so yeah uh, I think top rank kind of dropped the ball on this one right and Joy if that were to be true if you said that Bob Arum does not see Tiafimo Lopez as profitable I would say F off bro right and not F off to you F off to uh, to Bob you know the guy that looks like the Star Wars uh, thug <laughs> leader, <the> Blob. <laughs> oh, uh, Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> God damn, bruh. Right. Are you serious? I mean, like, I mean, he, he, he. You say Terrence Bud Crawford didn't bring you money, right? You say if if you really feel about that way about Teofimo Lopez, then no one else is gonna bring you money in top break. Right. Because your cash cow already walked away. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, and also, not to mention, he treated his last moneymaker like crap towards the last few years of his tenure at Top Rank, which is why he is over at PBC, and at the same time, will sign Senate bills to try to improve his country and punch you in the face at the same time. Okay. And that's a, that's a subliminal quiz, folks. Try and guess who that fighter is. <laughs> Joy, don't give it away. Yeah, I yeah. Will, I will be not happy with you if you give it away. But anyway, 
Yeah, that is really disappointing on yeah. Top Rank's part. I mean, it sounds like they don't have any loyalty to their stable right now. At least their top crop. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I still think, you know, Bob Aaron's probably going to go down as one of the best promoters of all time. He, oh, 100%. He, he has that, that era. Uh, he pretty much owns that era of boxing in the, you know, I mean, for how long his era has been, for how long his reign has been. But it it puzzled me because Teofimo seemed uh, he's young, and I thought, man, like Teofimo pretty much will say anything he wants, and he has this dynamic, you know, between him and his father. And I don't know if you were able to see the, I, I don't know if they even call it twenty four seven West, but the twenty four seven between Teofimo and Lomachenko, I, I just thought it was so mesmerizing to me, like. The dynamics that uh, Teofimo had with his uh, father and him kind of fighting that fight instead of the fight that he was pretty much stepping into the ring in. Um, but even then, you know, Teofimo's character, I thought Teofimo just has a lot of character, but he's also explosive. He's He's got a lot of talent in boxing and he was young and top rank just let him go, which... You know, it, it it puzzles me, right? It seems like the future of boxing, you had him in your hands and you kind of let him go. Yeah, I don't know, man. But for what it's worth, Triller, man. Triller's, Triller's got it, and they're winning right now. They made two good investments in a row, right. really. Absolutely. Or maybe three if you count Snoop Dogg. But uh, <laughs> they, made three good, they, they made three good investments in the sport, and... You gotta give it. You gotta give the credit where it's due. At the end of the day, and and also for us, Joy, I mean, there's gonna be a winner and a loser. Right. There's always gonna be different display software on our screens. But guess who's undefeated at the end of the day? Us. Tell me. The exactly. Fans. Us, the fans. So holy shit, Triller, you're gonna get a lot of fans. <laughs> but okay, let's be a little more subjective here with my next question. Give it to me straight, Joy. As you see it right now, mm. does George Cambosos have a shot? Yes. I do think he okay. has a shot. Um, Why? As much as I praise uh, Teofimo, I do think that um, fighting against Lomachenko in the, la in the later stages of that fight, um, I think Lomachenko did kind of expose some holes in Teofimo's defense. Now, Teofimo's offense is, is incredible, right? He's probably... I think he's the most accurate power puncher uh, currently in boxing, which, I mean, but uh, yeah, uh, again, right, Cambosos is, I don't know if you guys have heard of uh, Cambosos, but um, he, he could fight, man. Uh, he has great head movement. He's actually more of a counter puncher, uh, and it kind of has hindered him from getting... Um, unanimous decisions or, you know, pretty much uh, a pretty convincing wins. The last two fights of Cambosos uh, ended in a split decisions, which is not really a good look, but they're wins regardless. Uh, but yes, uh, after studying Cambosos, I do think that Cambosos, if he works very hard on his offense, on his pretty much on his abilities to attack, uh, then yes, I do think he has a chance. Um, 
but it's pretty far. I do think Teofimo might have this. Okay. Well, again, we don't know until we step in the ring, right. or they step in the ring, rather. But for what it's worth, I'm willing to give Kambos a shot, too. Mm. I mean, anything can happen out there, right? Yeah. It's, it's the fight business. It's the hurt business. Uh, fun fact. Uh, Cambosos was a sparring partner for Manny Pacquiao. And that explains the anti shorts that he wears all the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So, no, yeah, I mean, sometimes that's the beauty of sports business, right? right. There's always connections, and yeah, you, got a you, you wouldn't believe you wouldn't believe it, but yeah, a lot of the fighters that we see today have had some kind of FaceTime with the Hall of Famers that we've known to grow and love. Right. And yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful thing about sport. But yes, 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 yes. Wes Enjoy Show listeners, let us know what you think about George Cambosos. Does he have a shot? What do you think about Top Rank not holding the rights to this? And all this crazy stuff going on with broadcasting and how TFEMO kind of got in his feelings over top rank, whatever. Let us know. Comments, DMs, however you want to reach out to us. Social media, follow us on the Wes Joy Show. Wes on the mic for my personal. And yeah, let us know. Let us know. But with that being said, Joy, we have reached the end. Now, I don't have much to add. If you do, do it now or hold your peace. Okay. I got everything out. All right. Well, for what it's worth, everyone, feel free if you're into cars driving at 200 plus miles an hour and guys with helmets and race suits driving them around and maybe people with headsets yelling at each other. Check out the Run It Back podcast where Joy and I explore the landscape of Formula One. This week... We talk about new car launches, specifically Red Bull and Alfa Romeo, Ferrari going back into the most prestigious endurance racing series in the world, and what we think will happen in the 21 season that could be outright preposterous. Feel free to give that a listen and let us know how you feel about those concepts as well within that show. But we are closed now. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. But hey, we'll be open up, open back up again next week. No dining, though. We're not a restaurant. Don't forget that for all you diners out there with the, the lifted COVID restrictions. <laughs> but we'll have a fresh set of rounds for you next week to go through with us. But until then, I'm Wes Ibarra. He's Joy Villafondo. 